I don't. I, Dylan goes to the bathroom so fast. I can't. I don't understand it. It's not true. It's incredible. I, when I'm at work, I spend at least 10 minutes. That's because you're getting so. paid. Well, it takes much longer. Well, yeah, you're on yeah. company time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. They installed those uh, toilets for, that are sideways, you know, so you have to like... <laughs> what? Did you guys ever hear about that? They no. like uh, There is a company that tried to install toilets that are angled so that workers wouldn't sit in there and hang out. That's, That's some how, Amazon bullshit. Yeah, it's like really fucked. I hate that. That's <laughs> oh my god! And the workers were like, "Fuck! What the fuck? Are you also, insane?" I'm shocked that there's even a different kind of toilet. Like, <laughs> I feel like the toilet's like the one thing that we're like, you know what? We got this right. Like, this is pretty good. Don't like, we don't really this. have to iterate on this design. Uh, yeah, like much. Like and you can in, change. You in know, comes have a late seat, stage but. capitalism is like, nope, psych. We, yeah. we have an innovation for you. Yeah, uh, I think toilets are too comfortable. Like, yeah. how do we make this worse? How do we make people having to shit the worst experience you of know, their life? You know, Amazon went to like whatever the top toilet maker was and was like, so this is what we want. They're like, why? Well, because our our employees are spending ten minutes in the bathroom. Yeah, what? It's too comfortable for them. Hold on, you want a sideways toilet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we want a sideways you gotta, toilet. Want their legs to get a workout, you know? I think well, you know, I think you're allowed. You should be allowed anywhere you want to sit on any toilet for like minimum ten minutes. Easy. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, they don't even have to make a new toilet. They no. could just install the ones they have in Japan, where you have to squat, right. and yeah. that would do the trick for me. I would not want to spend a lot of time. No, there. no. no. I find They're a like, way to sit. Yeah. <laughs> There are like two billion down, people in the world flat. who shit that yeah. way, and they're fine. Matt, why do you uh, why do you have a walker hey, with you? Oh, this is my toilet seat. What? This is my, this is my yeah. toilet seat. I carry my toilet seat into work. Yeah, get those like uh, those extra legs for the back of a chair, like uh, from Homer that Homer Simpson invented, but put them on the back of your legs, or like on your ass. Oh my god, this is a great start. Oh my I god, I really like this. We're going to be very off topic today. All right. <laughs> I can already tell. All right. Let, let, <laughs> let's uh, do it. So let's do the arbitrary part where we've decided this is where the podcast starts. Does that right, sound good? Right. Yeah, that's okay. fine. Okay. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> last weekend, Darius included all the bullshit talking. <laughs> hey, I love it. <laughs> and uh, it's last, hilarious. Last week I was uh, editing and normally I like take out this, the, the part that's on Twitch and then I like... And this, us syncing up, I take that out and I just like delete it. I'm like, this was for anyone who wanted to watch it live. Like, you're not going to get it yeah. in the podcast. And yeah. then we start the podcast at a certain point. And I cut it. I did it in the cut. But then I forgot to delete it and it just stayed there. Yeah. And so when I yep. exported the whole thing and uploaded it, I was like listening to it the next day and it was like three, two, one, trek. And then like dead air for five <laughs> seconds. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. I forgot to delete it. <laughs> It was the podcast equivalent of getting to go to the bathroom while the class is warming up. <laughs> so we all made a collective decision to leave it up and me not re-edit it as just like yeah. proof that I fuck up Collective. Sometimes. I didn't yeah. vote on this. I, I sent it to the group chat. Not my fault you didn't vote Sorry, on Sorry, I was in the desert <laughs> on my vision quest. <clears throat> hey right. folks, welcome back to uh, Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Jan. I'm Darius. I'm... Oh, and I'm Dylan, and I'm back from the desert. <laughs> and we have a special guest today, Matt Apodaca. Welcome. Matt. Hi, thanks for having me. Hello. Thank, Hi, everybody. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I was really excited when I reached out to Matt, and he said yes. Um, and <laughs> uh, you told me you'd only seen the movies, like the reboot movies. Uh, yeah, I've Star only Trek. seen... Uh, 
those yeah those new movies and i have uh, you know i i i think I, there's a couple times i've tried to start next generation but there's just something with my brain and i'm sure it's good and i'm sure if i actually like sat down and um like got into it i could probably really like it but anything that seems and this is bad anything Please. that seems like it's old I'm just like, oh, fuck, this is going to take so long. <laughs> this is so slow. Like, even, like, I'm on, I'm now on, um, I'm about to finish season two of The Sopranos. Uh-huh. Yeah. The Sopranos isn't that old, but I've tried to watch The Sopranos, like, three separate times, and I finally just, like, got into it. Yeah. Um, And I'm loving it. But, like, and Star Trek on paper is something that I should really, really enjoy. Um, But I just have not... Uh, ever really gotten into that but then these sleek movies come out and i'm yeah. like wait a second everybody's <laughs> fucking hot in this hot. i'll go watch yep. this that was that uh, was this. me with that was me with the wire i was like everyone's told me mm-hmm. the wire is amazing and then i like watched the yeah. first episode i was like but this looks old like what and, yeah I, I and it's what really good date is what is the old cutoff date like i don't know if it's like it, on, it, honestly it might be anything because now i look back and obviously things look older now from like even 2004 or something yeah. like um like i i put on i recently rewatched um the prestige and it has all that oh. shit on like the coming soon to video and i was like to oh, video turn like, this off not yeah. watching this bullshit yeah i know i but the thing is i did watch it and i was like that movie rocks it's so good yes i mean it's really great. good and the illusionist um, is good too they both came out at the same time i should check that one out i haven't i haven't seen that one i i, I made a choice when the two magician movies came out uh um, right right you picked but, your you have to flip a coin you yeah. Your team. yeah you have to decide and then the coin came out of my ear <laughs> whoa it's incredible yeah um but yeah i hadn't i but i my take about those star trek movies i think i think they're so good and i maybe i don't know what the general i know that most like there are there are certain types of star trek fans right Mm -hmm. uh like and i don't know what you guys are so maybe i'm uh about to really uh, make (laughs) some enemies assholes Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but like you know because like my friend my friend tawny newsome is on star the the star trek lower decks And she deals with the two different types of Star Trek fans. Um, The Star Trek fans that are very accepting of Star Trek things. And then, I guess, racists? Yeah. 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 Yep, those are the two. we are the... No. uh. (laughs) (laughs) We hate to break it to you, but... Yeah, no. No, we love we we love the the, the movies. Yeah. And uh, they rock. And I love yeah. Beyond. I think Beyond Beyond's is so best. good. Yeah. And it's like I it, there's just something about it where I'm like this is an underrated trilogy. Like these mm-hmm. like these movies are really really good. Um and they're such exp- exciting like space like action movies basically, which I don't think is necessarily what Star Trek is all about. I don't think Star Trek is necessarily like an action show. It's like, you know, uh, the, it's, it's, it's a drama, not unlike anything, you know, it's like a, you know, it explores the, the serialized like adventures of these people. There's action sometimes, but there's like politics, there's like relationship stuff. There's like, there's weird and imaginary stuff, there's like, characters. Yes. There's, uh, we, we, <laughs> ch- children's books. We've, yes. we've, we've had this conversation briefly in the past on the podcast about the, the reboot movies. And mm-hmm. we had 
at least me and Dylan, I, I know Jan has watched TOS a lot more, the original series with Shatner, but I had mm. never really watched a lot of the original series before I watched the movies. And I th- kind of mm-hmm. think had uh, originally the idea of like, oh, well, they just actionized these movies and like blah, 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 blah. And then I started watching the original series a little bit more and I was like, oh no, J.J. Abrams actually like captured the original series pretty well. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. the the original series has a lot of weird action yeah. and it's super horny. It's just <laughs> sure. like it's Shatner. all Star Trek is horny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all Star Trek yes. is that's horny. Good. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. something that Star Wars doesn't really have. Star Wars doesn't no. really have horny, and no. when they do, There's it's no like sex. why is yeah. his why is his pants so hot? Like, why is he like why is he built like a py- upside down pyramid? This man? That, that's why. Yeah, like Star Wars is so sexless that they saw Adam Driver wearing that above the belly yeah. button. And like that's the hottest thing I've ever oh my seen. God. Yeah. I just like. <laughs> His brain true is waist. Right now. We're seeing his <laughs> yeah. true waist. What? <laughs> oh my god! But like, I re- yeah, I like those movies. And like, I put those up there with like, I don't know. Like, I wish like the the Star Wars sequels were like as good as those Star Trek movies. I think they're really really good. Um, I, I I don't even dislike the Star Wars sequels, but like those Star Trek movies, I think are so rock solid, so fun, and that cast is so good. Carl Urban is so great. He's incredible um, in everything. Really, everybody in those movies is is fantastic. Um, but I also I put um, in the underrated trilogy category the new Apes movies. I think are also oh, those are so, so good. good as well. so those, I think yeah. they're obviously very different, but um, than the Star Trek movies. But those are some of my favorite movies, so and I try to get people to watch it anytime. The second one in that trilogy, Donna Planet of the Apes, if you have yeah. not yeah. seen it, just stop this podcast right now and <laughs> yeah. go watch it. Honestly, and you don't even need to yeah. come back to the podcast. You just watch that one and the next one <laughs> that for the one rest of the day. has something in it that I'm surprised that we don't talk, like that we as a society don't talk about every single day. And yeah. I guess it, I, saying it is spoiling it, but there's a sequence where an ape is on a horse jumping through fire, shooting two <laughs> machine guns into the air. And it rocks. It is yeah. so, and you don't think, oh, how stupid that looks. It is easily the it. coolest shot in the movie. It, 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 it looks so good. <laughs> I can't believe it. They, those movies, <laughs> they're great. Are and they have unbelievable. Like a, they have a moral core to them. That's why I think they're so incredible. You yes, get the, there's an ape jumping off a horse yes. with machine guns, but you also get this like really good moral question about war. It's so good. Yeah, and that. you start to be like, you know what? These apes are right. You're on the side <laughs> sure. of the apes, mm-hmm. and you're like, actually, <laughs> these movies are anti-human, and I agree. Yeah, <laughs> we right, believe right. you are bad. <laughs> it takes that like little twist at the end of the original Planet of the Apes, which yes. is like, oh, it turns out humans were the bad guys the whole time. Yes, and it's like that's just make the entire movie about, movie right? about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. the, uh, fantastic. I love your perspective. Yes. Yes. Now love, that uh, now that you've on. watched the three like movies, yes. We're throwing you into uh, <laughs> Trek to the Holodeck, which yeah. we just watched the Holodeck shit. And this uh-huh. week we watched Once Upon a Time, uh, Voyager Season 5, Episode 5, originally aired November 11, 1998. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So. I'm I, shocked to learn that it was 1998. This is absolutely, <laughs> that, that alone, I, I'm, baffled by that information i didn't even <laughs> put that together when i was like looking it up to make when, sure i was watching the right thing where did, what what when did you think it was from right, I, I later get or your earlier here. like what was your what was your, 
I thought this was like from 2019. No, okay. I thought it was like <laughs> I I I would have guessed it was like the 80s, like yeah. just because okay. of like the production quality of mm-hmm. it and just like the, obviously like the way it looks. But that's I have to reckon with when I think 10 years ago, I mean 20 years ago now. Yeah. Like that's yeah. what I, you know, it's just something that I haven't reset my brain to do. Your brain yet. time is warped. Yeah. This, completely. this yes. show too didn't have a lot of funding uh, because they basically were running two Star Trek shows at the same time uh, uh-huh. on air right after The Next Generation. So it's it had its funding, but it wasn't like super well funded. It was like... Deep Space Nine and this show were happening kind of side by side. Yeah. And like, is Deep Space Nine Scott Bakula? No. no. That's Enterprise. No, that's Enterprise. Enterprise. That's okay. a really horny one. That one's oh, just oh, Well, sexy. yeah, you get Bakula in the mix. Yeah. Everyone's right. trying to right. smash. I, yeah. I, I would say Deep Space Nine might be hornier. They're all horny. That's Again, true. all horny. <laughs> They're all horny. Yeah. <laughs> Every one of these shows is horny. <laughs> DS9 is probably the queerest of all the shows. Uh-huh. Yes, yeah. sure. Uh, Enterprise is a weird, like... It's um, It's that early 2000s period during the Bush administration, post 9-11, mm-hmm. where everything kind of got, like, Reverted shifted back. to the right in a weird way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, including Star Trek, which is nev- never a good fit. Yeah. So that show is really weird. And it was also... Uh, but, it was also the time period in TV where they took the idea of low-waisted jeans and they just made it TV shows. Like, that's how sexy sure. everything was in the early 2000s. Like, Yeah, can we get a little... Uh, co- yeah, my note for the costume department... Uh, I gotta see a little bit of pelvic bone in this yeah. thing. That's and that when was he turns around, I want some whale tail action. <laughs> yeah, can that that was a in the writers' higher? room. They they read the script and somebody was like, "I think I'm just feeling more low waisted stuff." And people were like, "What do you mean by that?" You're like, "You know what I mean by that." You, you just know the what whole I mean. vibe needs to be the low waisted. <laughs> yeah. Underline. All right, so we'll, we'll put all the female low-waisted. characters in low waisted. No, no, no. All the characters. Yeah, everyone. Just the vibe. Everyone. The vibe needs to be low-waisted <laughs> jeans. There Bacula are... got his body fat percentage way low for this yeah. show. So we're gonna... <laughs> then they see Kylo Ren. They're like, actually, we mean the exact opposite of this. <laughs> Two, yeah. This is What did you think this was? <laughs> Oh, oh, man. oh that's okay. fantastic. Well, let's so, okay. We've introduced the app. Um, I think we'll just do the get into the intro. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we have a song that we all sing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we just <laughs> this is you learned a song, right, Matt? Yeah, we, um, <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I, 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 I learned it. Uh, oh, shit. <laughs> no, we we just uh, all at once we go track to the holodeck, but like we string it out, you'll get it. It's 100%. we've gotten done. I, I think it's ever since you left for vacation or wherever you went, we've gotten so bad at leading into these things. Yeah, I'm just yeah. the anchor of the of that part. We'll get okay. we get the the, the like <laughs> buckle your seatbelt. Dylan, can okay, you give I, us I'll, can I you give it. us a yeah, Fast and Furious version us. into this? Okay, so everybody, <laughs> uh, you've you're in bed and you've just woken up oh, and you're like, oh man, what a what a sleep, what a dream that I had about like flotter. Who's that? And you're confused and you go to your your dresser and you put on your low-waisted jeans because you just bought them and you want to look real hot. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, you go, you sit down on your couch and you put your headphones in and you come with us on our Trek to the Holiday! We believe these simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. 
Without them, even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. That's, that's that, that, that leads into our intro music, which I still love. I still love. It's great. quite good. It's so the opposite of our show that I love it. Like, <laughs> it's just, yeah, well, it's a cool outrunny vibe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, from an Italian, I think, producer who uses Japanese outrun ath- uh, um, aesthetic. It's right. worldly. It's yeah. worldly. That's what yeah. I would say it is. Uh, cool. Uh, okay. So, yes, 1998, Once Upon a Time. Uh, this was written by Michael Taylor. And uh, for context, for Trek fans out there, he wrote The Visitor from Deep Space Nine, which is like the most emotional episode of Deep Space Nine ever. Wow. Um, and this probably the one of the most popular ones in The Pale Moonlight. And for Voyager, he also directed Bride of Chaotica, which is one of the campiest, campiest episodes, episodes of Voyager ever. That, for, this makes, for Matt. <laughs> this makes sense that he did The Visitor because this was like, I just remembered this one being like stuff of nightmares in the holodeck. But now watching it, I'm like, man, this is tense. This kind of made me yeah. sad. <laughs> this is uh, really the intense. Visitor, the Visitor is also an episode, Matt, where um, a character loses a parental figure and... Mm-hmm. Then and spends his entire life find, trying to find a way to bring him back, oh. and it's pretty devastating. Yeah, um, I need to see if wonderful. Michael Taylor has lost a parent because it's. <laughs> I feel like it might just be coming through. Yeah, in his uh, writing, maybe he wanted to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that experience. Yeah, it would just make me a lot more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> he edited his Wikipedia for it to say that he lost yeah. a parent. Yeah, yeah, survivor's guilt for having not. two living parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would have been just a lot better and more uh, inter- uh, like uh, educational for me if I lost both of them. So like, yeah, I'm just, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just like choose to believe that. <laughs> his parents uh, are standing was- right next to him. Uh, it was directed by john kretschmer and the music was by one of our favorites yo quiero david bell david bell Bell. (laughs) don't you you don't you're just not doing you're just not doing the the sound effects i'm sorry i I just read a very interesting piece of trivia for our friend michael taylor how dare Uh, you i'm sorry (laughs) I just I scrolled to the bottom of his Wikipedia page and it said in his spare time Taylor continues to rock with his cover band <laughs> of fellow writers aptly named Trainwreck. <laughs> so is this his own biography? Like he's like we're just a bunch of train wrecks. We're just a bunch of writers, and as you know, writers are a train we're wreck. train wrecks. Maybe uh, they're a train cover band and they do a, a bad job. Right. That's probably <laughs> that's, what it is. That's the, like their version of Hey Soul Sister is just like you want yeah. you want to just walk out of the room as quickly as possible <laughs> yeah. when they start. It's Hey Soul Sister, but with like the bad melodic covers, yeah. you know, like the everyone in the crowd. <laughs> we hated this before. <laughs> now it's worse. But it's not even. It's not even like it's not even like good bad like the the shitty melodica that like everyone loves. You can't make fun yeah. of it. It's like everything is just a couple like notes missed. So you're like, this is just yeah. bad. This is just bad. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we've never practiced. Oh my god! 
Um, so if you're ever in Santa Monica or something and you see Trainwreck yeah. on the, 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 you know that Michael Taylor's out there with his <laughs> other middle-aged former writers for Star Trek. God bless God. him. Yeah. So, okay. so Dave, the David Bell bit that we just did, uh, we we took the sorry here. We took the incredibly to racist. Do you just want me to do it? Uh, Taco yeah. Bell commercial Jesus where the yeah, and then we just put. We love the music on Star Trek, and we've become yes. very like uh, uh, intimate, attuned in our knowledge yeah. of the the people who do the music, and so we have yeah. some favorite like people, and David Bell's one of them. <laughs> he is one of them. Yeah. I mean, the music in this episode I thought was pretty good. It's I didn't stand out. It, well, you know, at least it didn't stick out to me as weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's a plus yeah they, you didn't watch a ron jones joint so yeah yeah ron jones he's our boy he really he goes does a great job oh yeah he he goes nuts he, he did the first couple seasons of the next generation which is probably why he couldn't get into it it's for very 80s reasons. very yeah. synthy yeah. And, and it's sure, super weird. synthy he actually mostly does cartoon soundtracks uh and does he really yeah he does he still does i think family guy and american dad oh weird. wow okay. uh, yeah i think he did ducktales yeah, Ooh, okay. uh, but his stuff like he go he like matches the emotion and then he d- doubles that it goes you know? hard. Like, mm-hmm. So it's 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 yeah Incredible. exactly. And sometimes it's ridiculous. And sometimes it's really nice. So we're big fans because it's very retro. Um, okay, so usually on the show we we have a little segment where we do uh, one of us does a thirty second recap of the episode, so we don't have to talk about it with anyone else. Uh, Matt, would you like to be our contestant this week? Sure, to please. Give us a, thir- a, a recap in 30 seconds of the episode. I think I can do it. Um, okay. Hold I'm going to not get any of the important get- stuff right. That's, That's fine. fine. Uh, Perfect. We That's never did. That. <laughs> so, uh, so Yana will have 30 seconds on the clock, and the clock will start whenever you start, and then we'll stop oh. you at 30 seconds. Okay. So uh, the episode starts with... Um, oh my God! Uh, a guy named Flotter and this and a little girl, and they find a tree guy named Trevis, and they're at they're sort of at odds, and that's within the holodeck, as far as I understand. Then the the what seems like the main story, but is maybe the B story to this weird thing, is um a, a team uh from uh you know from Star Trek uh <laughs> is in uh like a sort of like they're on a mission but they get stuck in like a like an asteroid field or something uh, oh, but that was i want you to finish this off because yeah. i love this so go ahead keep, keep they, they're like in an asteroid field right or something and they get struck um by asteroids and they like crash they crash land or something and um the that weird man the <laughs> the little girl's friend the like i can't remember what his name is um, i believe that's neelix, neelix. go on neelix. weird man weird man that neelix. weird man neelix so i do want to circle back to that real quick but yeah, i'll, I'll finish what i'm saying yeah. it's like oh god her mom was on this that ship we gotta dis- we gotta hot- keep this information from this little girl, um, and you know until we know that everything is okay. Um, and then, basically, there's a lot of stuff with uh, Trevis and Flotter. Uh, you know, they sort of learn to to, to like each other. Um, that they that they sort of need each other in certain ways, um, and got this. And then it's like it all works out 
Yeah. Right? Because like then like the mom is at the end is in the holodeck with her and they're all just yeah. like hanging out. But that's kind of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, you you the, the they thing, crash and then it's okay. Like, right. Everything's right. fine. The Happily thing that ever you, after. The thing you nailed is usually when we do these 30 second <laughs> right. things, yeah. we always spend like 20 seconds on the first five minutes of the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we just have to like rush through the rest. <laughs> because, well, because honestly, that first few minutes of it was such that's probably when I texted you, man. Was like yeah. I was like I sent a text that was like <laughs> This is because I, I mean, you know, I work at podcasts and I, I guest on a lot of podcasts, but like this is by far the strangest thing I've ever had to watch for any of it. Like, uh, and look, within the first five minutes, I was like, I didn't realize Star Trek was this. I, I know that there are aliens and I know that there are like different like alien races of like humanoid people and things like that. But this is a straight up creature. This yeah. thing is a creature. Yeah. Um, and then you have. What was his name? That Neelix? Uh, weird man. Neelix? Neelix? Yeah. yeah. I almost called him Neville. That's not Neville. right. Yep. But it might as well be because it's stupid. Uh, you have Neelix here who seems like a cre- like seems more like a creature than an alien, seems more like a like like a creature human hybrid than an alien human like hybrid. Um and I would also suspect that the humans aren't necessarily humans either except for that's not true because james tiberius kirk is like from idaho or something right yeah 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 so you got you this you, is you're right in the sense that he's not a human mix uh yes he's definitely humanoid he uh we found in the show they find him in their like the whole let's just give the quick ru- dirty rundown of voyager they get lost yeah. They go through a wormhole in the first episode and they yeah. get like transported. They're in the Alpha Quadrant. They get transported to the Delta Quadrant, which is like light years and light years away, and they're lost. 75 years away right. from mm-hmm. home, basically. And so they're Whoa. trying they're trying to find their way back to to the Alpha oh, Quadrant. Right. And that's the yeah. whole series, like seven seasons of them they're just stuck traveling through the Delta Quadrant, stuck yeah. in space. And yeah, so they're trying to go. Yeah, in, back to their time. Right, right. Essentially, yep. okay. So they find Neelix uh, along the way, and he's the last of his species. Like his whole species has like uh-huh. been annihilated, genocide, genocide yeah. annihilated, yeah. straight up. He's so the there's last. this yeah. scene of- in this episode where she's asking about his sisters, <laughs> and you can yes. see on his face that he's like really Wait, sad, and that's I why. Had like, <laughs> yeah. I had a question about this. There's an episode where uh, Neelix dies and then comes back to life. Uh-huh. And the whole we episode is him grappling ago. with the fact that there's no afterlife and he basically loses his fucking mind. Is this post that episode? It is. Oh my God. And, so when and, she asks him, like, do you miss your sisters? There's a brief <laughs> moment where he looks off and you can see the existential the dread PTSD filled happening. his mind. Yeah, of like, he's like, I do, but I don't because it doesn't matter. It's not true. Right? Like, it's like, I can't, missing them is futile because I can't miss them because they don't, they no longer exist. Like, I'll never see them again. So yeah, you little girl, why would you I, ask me that? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Your it's, mom's going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's gonna I was die. Reading, Your mom's definitely gonna die. <laughs> I was reading that that little girl was two like three episodes ago, basically. But because yeah. she has uh, a certain type of blood, she like aged quickly, um, <laughs> yeah. which is convenient for television. It's really uh, convenient. But then I guess another question I have 
because I know that there are, like I said, I know that there are like different alien species and things like that. But <laughs> something that I noticed that Star Trek doesn't do really is they don't have robots. Like they don't, they don't really have like droids in the way that Star Wars has droids. No, true. no, yeah. not in the no. way Star Wars. Yeah. TNG has an newest- android. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Which is but data. he's a person. In fact, there's an episode where it's one of the best episodes of Star Trek, and of course, it's uh-huh. all takes. It's like a courtroom episode, so, sure. so there's like zero budget, but it's one of the best, and it's just him fighting for the right to be alive. Yeah. So that's See, Star I bet Trek. you I would like that because, <laughs> yeah. like, my this is. I always explain this to people and it doesn't really quite make sense, but I feel like sometimes people know what I mean. My favorite type of movie is like a movie where people are just like doing their job. Like, yes. yeah, like yeah, something yeah. like the post or like, um, <laughs> even like Zodiac or something. I was like, I'm just going to watch this, bo- let them do their boring work for three and, hours. And I, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I think you would love you like love once Star the next Trek. generation yeah. gets going yeah. and we could give you a curated list Yeah, uh, because that's all it is. There's it's just so people many- very competent at work. <laughs> There's so many episodes of people just doing their job really, yeah. really well. Until yeah. you get to I Discovery. Just, I love that. And then Discovery is like people freaking out and trying to do their job at the same time. Yeah. Which if but you there like, are some if you like the new if you like the reboot movies and you wanted to like jump into mm-hmm. a Star Trek, maybe try Star Trek Discovery, the new one. Yeah. Uh huh. There are droids in that one though. There oh, are some like weird Duncan little robots. Jones a droid in that or something? Like he, oh, he's he's an alien. Oh, he's, he's an, an alien. alien. Yeah. yeah, they that do have little those little he's robot great. thingies that fix mm-hmm. the ship in Discovery. Right. So they do have little robots. They started. But to you're go right. That, uh, yeah, that route. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I think generally the core of every Star Trek show is like, what does it mean to be a person, mm-hmm. and how yeah. can you do that best? And they're very, very, very broad with what that definition of being alive is, yes. which is great. And it's also probably why it's so popular in the LGBTQ community because it's like, oh, I'm seeing myself refre- reflected in something. It may not even realize yeah. that it's doing it. Absolutely. Uh, I even yeah. got that with like, in terms of just like how they handle, how like that little girl was like, I don't want to be anywhere near that Borg. Like the yes. girl's being racist. <laughs> right. And Neville was like, All right, you little racist kid. Uh, she's a person. <laughs> like she's she works for she's very integral to this whole operation. Yeah. So like it's funny to me to think I mean, there's always this tightly these you know people unfortunately will always exist doesn't necessarily always happen with like it doesn't necessarily have to be just star trek people but like a show that is so coded to be pro um like diversity and pro like humanity uh that there would be people that would be like i can't believe there's a black person on star <laughs> trek like it's yeah. so crazy it to mind. me yeah 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 that nuts. there's a really weird thing like with lower decks uh, like yeah. If you go into any fandom deep enough, you'll see the weirdest races pop up. Sure. And, weird. and the weirdest one that I ever saw was somebody like reskinned uh, your friend Tani's character yeah. to be white. And I was just oh, like, God, what why you would you why? What a waste of your time? Yeah, what a why? Psycho. Exactly. <laughs> Insane. This bothers you? Yeah. <laughs> what, what's oh, happening yeah. here? God. Yeah. Get, get a lot. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. And I know that she, though. like, uh, you know, every, everybody that I know that's like, in a sort of public facing sort of thing mm-hmm. like that, uh, that is a person of color deals with the most wild stuff. Like even like sure. Lacey on, um, 
iCarly, like just like just so like ridiculous people. People, what I are, mean, this is I'm gonna be breaking new ground here. Racists are the stupidest people on earth. <laughs> so yeah, can you say that again? Can you say? Yeah. Could you say Hold it on. again for the people in the back? <laughs> <laughs> like just get 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 over yourself. It's Your, uh, God. It's what a waste. What a waste of it's breath. Funny, we we talk about it uh, quite a lot on the podcast actually about yeah. how Lower Decks is probably one of the best Star Trek shows. Yeah, ever. the new new Star Trek show. Like, yeah, it's yeah, incredible. it's super funny. Yeah, uh, like and like, I mean, I know that that's maybe like that's a, a taste thing, right? Like, I know that like because Star Trek isn't typically like uh, a you know balls out like comedy show, but it right? Is. But like, I heard that also <laughs> that it's like a good like it has good Star Trek it stories, yeah. like yeah. just interesting, fun, like dynamics. The too. writers so did their job in, yeah. in like going and watching as much Star Trek as possible and yeah. like finding the, they don't just and there's do, a lot of it. They don't just do there's fan service so for fan services. Like, like point, right? I think they, that's why it's so fun. It's because yeah. yeah. like for me watching like TNG and Voyager and like the original series, is they tell good stories that are like morally compromised, but at the same time, there's a lot of really fucking stupid shit in it that's like really funny. Like yeah. Slaughter and, and Trevis. <laughs> I, I specifically picked this episode for you because I was like, yeah. when you said, this is what Star Trek is, this is why I <laughs> love the holodeck so much because you yeah. can show this shit to people and be like, what the fuck is this? It was so <laughs> jarring to me because I truly was like, I didn't know, I didn't, I guess I, I had heard holodeck before as like a thing that you know just peripherally from star trek but i was never like i guess i should learn what that is um (laughs) so i never i guess knew that that's what it was and now knowing that it's like a vehicle for them to just be like well we can just do anything in this yeah (laughs) it's a character like Within the Star Trek community, there's a lot of yeah. people that just fucking hate the holodeck. They hate it with a passion, uh huh. Because they go and do like Shakespeare stuff and like that's okay. This was what I was about to ask. Just yeah. unpacking that yeah. as a thought. That to me is actually really interesting because obviously yeah, the rest of it is space. Who yeah. cares? Like, of course <laughs> you could do that. I, like, take me to put like Picard or whoever um, in like uh, like. Casablanca or something yeah. like that's yeah, like yeah. really interesting to me. This is the podcast uh, for you, do that, man. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the 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 thing we see the most is like the Reddit comments of just like I don't care about the holodeck. I just want the I space, want space stuff. stuff. Just give me the yeah. space stuff. And we're and, like, and oftentimes these episodes are the ones with the deepest right. character yeah. reflection, like yeah. intimate, like what does it mean to be human stuff? Yeah. And there's a lot of sci-fi stuff going on. So Which is, yeah. Yeah. that's just like really fun to me. Like that's like, I don't know, like, yeah, put uh, any of these people at like, yeah, like a Renaissance fair or something. Or right. like, so good. Right. New and York City, 20. 20- uh, 2005. Like that's that's that would be hilarious. Oh, the best. Wicked is, is on Broadway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Picard uh, and uh, Data going to see Hamilton. Like now, <laughs> it was very influential and important. And for da- the time Data, yeah. Data would just be like, I don't understand. Alexander Hamilton was white. Shut up, Data. Yeah. You're being <laughs> racist. Yeah, you're like, oh no, Data. Well, <laughs> no. Data learns about racism. Yeah. From uh, Hamilton, <laughs> specifically. Oh, that's really. <laughs> That'd be so funny. incredible. That's why they need the holodeck on Discovery, so that they yeah. can go back to you know, 2008 and watch The Dark Knight. And be like, yeah, yeah. This, wow, get, this was uh, this was quite the entertainment at the time. Yeah, it, get it the young Spock movies. to warp tour uh, or something. <laughs> Spock at warp tour. Yeah. 
they 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 redo a few of the movies and instead of talking whales it's like spock at a at a at warp tour like yeah tripping <laughs> balls on something like <laughs> yeah but like still like very measured right. and um, yeah. he's, he's yeah like, he's like, logical yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah man this is totally. wild this is really yeah. wild have you heard of system of a down <laughs> yeah. yeah, get Spock into new metal in the holodeck. I would love it. Oh, I love that. Oh god. Yeah. Spock this had is a, a party so far. Yeah. Woodstock no, this is 99. Great. Um so we we like to talk a little bit about like what happened outside of the holodeck and then go into mm-hmm. our like improvised segment. But honestly, uh there the stuff free for all. Yeah. The stuff that happens outside of the holodeck here is kind of like you said, it seems like it's going to be the A plot and then it ends up being like the B plot. You're like, I would think, yeah, most of it was yeah. the holiday <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. And so, like the little girl, like the real story of the episode, right, is like the little girl being like, when's my mom going to come home? Like yeah, that's sure. the A plot. The B plot. The B plot is the holodeck stuff. And then the C plot is, hey, the mom is stuck and is maybe critically injured. Uh, it's um, a classic switcheroo. Yeah. Classic I think, switcheroo. I think it's really indicative. Like, uh, you know, you obviously have a narrative sensibility, Matt. And yeah. I think anybody watching this who has one does have that feeling. And there's a little bit of trivia about this episode. Other things shed some light on this. It was originally written as... 90% the holodeck and what was happening outside of it was a full-fledged war. Whoa. So wow. the idea was like you're a kid and you don't really understand what's happening outside, but you're experiencing the war through the lens of this like fairy tale journey. And Which is be- really beautiful, honestly. Really That's beautiful. really good. Yeah. Yeah. But the so that was the original draft by Michael Taylor. Yeah. And the producer at the time, who we all hate, executive producer, his name was Rick Berman. Oh, and I think Darius mentioned earlier that there were two shows occurring at the same time. Yeah. The other show had a full-fledged war going on. So he's like, we can't have two shows with war going on at the same time for just like one episode. Uh, so he had the could. entire staff like basically rewrite this, you know massacre the script and i still think it ended up being a great episode but it just makes me wish i had seen the one that we see the bones of on screen yeah that's like i don't know that's such a poignant idea because like that is such a relatable thing because i remember like on my like you know you learn about things more as you get older so like even like watching like the the impeachment show about bill clinton and monica Lewinsky, Mm -hmm. like all the context from that I've gotten over the years, I don't, I was not like cognizant like of like what was going on or like the scandal behind that. And then now looking back on it, you know, rightfully everybody was like, Oh, Monica Lewinsky was like a little kid. Like it was like, <laughs> yeah, basically like she was 23 years old or something. Like she was right. a child. Um, yeah. and like just getting, getting context from that. But I remember this is dark, but I just shared this on the show recently on how this get played. Uh, like one of my nine eleven memories was like getting home from school like at ten o'clock in the morning, basically, because like my mom picked me up and wanting to play crash team racing so bad. But <laughs> yeah. like my mom was like, We have to watch the news. And I was like, But I want to play crash team racing. So I was like, I don't wanna like I don't know what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I wanna do this. And so like yeah. obviously now I'd be like, Oh, well, I can't play a video game whilst the worst thing that's happened in my lifetime is occurring. Right. Um but like 
that's what kids do is that like they try to do the thing that's like comfortable to them and like uh so they don't have to because they can't deal with the realities of war or for you it was like just that. an they early day off school it. like you're like yeah, yeah exactly. got off school like, early. Oh, okay yeah. <laughs> that's what i this episode's so rad especially yeah the past year and a half that we've had and like yeah covid and everything and and all the shit that's happened i love neelix's character because like i feel Evil. like a lot of us <laughs> sorry yeah, Neville. Neville. Uh, Neville's character i love Neville's character because like i feel like for me during the pan like during the lockdown and and the january or january 6th or whatever yeah. when they're storming the capitol i i, I kind of felt like neelix where i was just like i don't want to know nobody needs to know about this i'm just gonna yeah. like play forza for 20 yeah. hours <laughs> and like vision, yeah. yeah not even look at this so yeah it is this, an episode it is that idea of like shock shock treatment right where you're just like you've gone through so much tragedy and so much news and shit yeah. that like i can't take this so i refuse i'm not yeah, going I'm through done. right now like <laughs> yeah i'm done this one's, so. i'm gonna sit this i'm gonna sit out this traumatic event yeah. right now right thank you though let me know uh, let me give me like a a month yeah in, and then we'll talk in like five years i think i'll unpack it but right now yeah uh-uh. <laughs> Yeah, it still Bury feels it. like 2020. Way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to say Neelix. Neville. Neville. Excuse me, Neville. <laughs> Neville, to me, ca- uh, character design-wise, obviously looks different than some of the other creatures or, you know, people. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, what I understand a Klingon to look like, I know that, like, that has a certain look, a certain aesthetic. Yeah. But, like, Reed's is alien to me, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in, in some of these other characters. Neville... <laughs> <laughs> A monster. I uh, thank you for the gift of that name, <laughs> yeah, which we will be using, be using in every forever. episode. He looks like like a Harry Potter character. Like yeah. he doesn't yeah. look chops. like. It's yeah, it's a, it's the he looks like yeah like a grown leprechaun. Like uh, <laughs> like not really like anything I've ever like seen in like a space setting before. Um, <laughs> His character. And whereas like even that that little because like the other other variants in like uh like design in, uh, from what I've seen in Star Trek like that little girl had those like. Like, like dots going down like straight her face. So I was like, that's a subtle enough thing where I understand that this is not a like a like full on human being. Like yeah. that, it, but is you know yeah. obviously everybody in the in in the what do they call it in not the galaxy right like what are they yeah galaxy. Yeah. I guess the galaxy, galaxy has yeah. uh has has rights. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the perspective of the Federation, yeah. which are yeah. like the good guys. Yeah. Yes. But of course, they constantly run into people who are like, "Oh yeah, those people. They're basically just our slaves." So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And they're, they're like, Nazis. "Okay, yeah, yeah exactly." Yeah. So it's like yeah. not very subtle stuff. Um, but but then yeah. you get to uh, Flatter and and Trevis. <laughs> <laughs> and to me, having not seen a lot of Star Trek and having not like you had a lot of experience with um, just like just the full on like s- scope of what characters can look like in that show. Those to me read as false, like like as like false premises in my yeah, mind yeah. like that. Like I, you know, Groot makes sense to me. And from a character design standpoint, like I can understand like the physiological nature of Groot and like understand that like, oh, there's like a race of tree people and things like that. Or like even like Chewbacca, like uh, Wookiees <laughs> hail from Kashyyyk and um, they all look basically this way. Uh, they communicate through grunts and, 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 and howls and things like that. But they're, 
they, it, it makes sense. Trevis and Flotter look the same, <laughs> but are different. <laughs> one is water and one is tree. Right. Like, it, <laughs> I feel like this no, really honestly, suffers from the fact that like, they only had the budget to like do yeah. makeup on their face and then they're like, throw them in a shiny uniform. And we'll paint it. And we'll paint yeah. it. And that's it. Like <laughs> This is honestly the weirdest holodeck. I, in all of my holodeck experience, yeah. this is the weirdest one that I can possibly think of because of Trevis and Flotter, who are storybook characters. So like, it, it makes absolutely no sense. But for a child, I had this question. I know we're talking about the holodeck a little bit now, but what does this do to the the mind of a child? Like getting to experience storybook char- characters in real life. I feel like right. it would fuck with well, your brain a little bit, I, wouldn't it? I, th- I, I think a little, obviously we are influenced by the way we're raised, right? Yeah. But yeah. I, I think about the way that the, everybody on the ship talks about these characters. They it seems them. like most of them grew up with these characters. Yeah. And yeah. what does it say about the structure of this program the way that like the Federation or humanity raises children. Because mm-hmm. if you look at it, you know, she has to be the diplomat who f- makes them work together. You know, they're like, fuck yes. you, tree guy, or yeah, fuck yeah. you, water person. And she's yeah. like, actually, you both need each other. Work together. That's like, Matt, that's like, that's Star Trek. That, yeah. you know, yes. the Federation pulls in and it's like, you guys need to calm down and find a way to work together. Yeah. So like, it makes, I actually kind of like this in my like, lore headcanon things like this is why like the values of the federation are such that like even your children you start them at an early age just get yeah. them to be scientists yeah. and diplomats you know, this is basically uh, propaganda for yes. early <laughs> training yeah. on how to uh one day uh operate in, within starfleet yeah. absolutely exactly. yeah. you know there's like one kid though there's like a few kids that are like fuck flotters and fuck all of their shit. Yeah. Right. With Trevis. Well, there's like <laughs> team Trevis. Yeah. Well, there's like the, 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 the one that they do later and, uh, and it destroys flotter. Right. And then he gets ogre. fucked, man. And the then we, and then ogre, we just yeah. walk, he walks into her, her bedroom and he's like, what are you doing? She's like, Oh, I'm doing research on how to, uh, make rain basically. Like, yeah. like this, this holodeck Smart program kid. just encouraged a kid to go research research like a science experiment to like bring something yeah. like problem solving science right there like yeah, uh, <laughs> hmm, i don't know how to get out of this one i guess i better play god right like, uh, <laughs> I, if i was in that i'd be like there's trevis there's definitely a spell right that could bring him back we could just like do some yeah spell there are stuff, trees right? here and this one talked to me uh, surely this can happen again yeah <laughs> She like looks up tree reproduction. It's like, okay, Trevis, um, we got to wait one season and um, you're going to start sprouting flowers. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Sounds good. Sounds good. And also, I, I, I guess, because they're sort of played to be like very broad, very like childlike characters, right? But- Trevis is like a fucking idiot. Like, uh, like he's like the dumbest guy I've ever seen ever. Like, even Flotter, Flotter has like his own sense of like, like uh, of himself, and like understands like, like kind of gets sooner than Trevis that right. they need to maybe work together. And then Trevis is on fire and thinks it's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> 
And I'm like, Trevis, my man, no, that should that shouldn't be funny <laughs> to you. Die. That's detrimental to your entire your shit. Why man. doesn't that hurt? Why doesn't that hurt, yeah. Trevis? That should hurt. And he's laughing like a dumb, like just like a real like dumb guy. Like, and I'm just like, I didn't realize, like, you know, not everything worked. Like, not every sort of like injection of humor is going to like work. Because even like there's like funny bits. They try, like, you know we fly now like that's not super funny like in the new star wars movie or even like back when they were introducing comedy in like the in the prequels like yeah like jar jar doesn't work he's kind of funny now now he's great i love him now he's kind of funny now honestly but like back then we were like what are they doing now you're sort of like yeah, That's like it did. is funny that he his tongue got shot. That's like really funny. Like, it's it was like, ahead of its time. Comedy's yeah. evolved now. It, like yeah, our, now our brains have of, rotted enough. We've had enough yes. memes to go. That's hilarious. Yeah, like that rocks, and that he like slurped up an apple with just his tongue is really and it, you know got smacked away. How woo! Like very funny. Like, but it didn't work then. But so like maybe this rocked back in 1998 or something, or maybe in 2038, people will be like, actually, this is the height of Star Trek comedy. It doesn't get better than (laughs) Trevis and Flotter. It doesn't. If if we don't get a Trevis Flotter episode on Lower Decks, I'm going to be really sad. I was was just saying before we started recording that like Trevis and Flotter, I think, are perfect characters to bring back in either Lower Decks or even Prodigy, the the Star Trek kids show. That they're yeah. coming out on, on I'm like they could do a Trevis and Flotter like uh Beavis and Butthead, Dumb and Dumber style like <laughs> like characters in these shows. And it would be objectively hilarious. Like <laughs> I want Trevis and Flotter outside of the holodeck. I want they get out of the holodeck somehow. I was like, oh shit. This and they show them in human form. In- they show them in human form, <laughs> oh. and you're like, Uh-oh. "Oh, that's that's what you look like as a human. That's weird." Yeah, <laughs> go oh back in there. You look less weird when you're covered in bark. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like the uh, the. Do you guys ever see the anatomy of cars? Of like the cars? Oh, yes. Movie? Oh, yes. Somebody drew like skeletons for them, and like their that's whole really insides. Funny. Terrifying stuff. If I ever saw Trevis and Flotter's anatomy i would be horrified or like when they make like the simpsons look human yes yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah. the worst oh god (laughs) this this didn't need to happen yeah Uh, i i like uh a lot that um sorry um sorry i just lost track of something fired okay so yeah sorry that's it for me uh fired There's um I just wanted to throw okay, we were talking about Trees and Flower. There we go. Okay. There um there is a reference to it already, actually, guys, in the new Star Trek. See, I, I'm kind of like the really? annoying lore, oh, like Star Trek great. know it all hey, guy. Okay. lore guy. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm doing that for that segment of the audience. And it's that um in the Picard show that came out a couple years ago. Uh, one of the characters as a kid has a lunchbox with Trevis and Flutter. Oh, really? So it has already made it. Yeah, so it has been acknowledged. So I think that the opportunity for that does exist. Easily. Beautiful. Uh, I want a Trevis and Flutter lunchbox. That'd be pretty dope. Maybe I'll be Trevis for Halloween. With my finger on fire. Can I just like, five look, days? Look at, this. <laughs> <laughs> look at my finger. Can I just say that whole scene where uh, Harry Kim and Neville are uh, <laughs> are designing the doll. the doll. I was oh like, oh my god! And then the doll comes out, and I was like, 
that's your artistic liberty, Harry Kim? What what happened? It's not that good. (laughs) No. It's kind of a shitty doll. Neil was like, this kind of looks like trash. And Harry Kim's like, no, I'm an art. It's artistic license. Uh." Which which was totally Harry Kim being like, I really do not have time for this, but I'm not going to say no to a child. Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Look, you want to toss some shit on my plate? Fine, but I'm going to make it how I make it. Yeah. And then at the end of this, he walks uh, away and says, thanks, Ensign. And you can just see Harry Kim's face of like, yeah, I'm still an ensign. I've been here for five fucking years and I'm still an ensign. (laughs) He's the bottom of the barrel, essentially. Everybody else is like commanders and all this shit. And Harry Kim has been here for five years and he's still just like a complete loser. There's the running joke that like Harry Kim gets put on this ship then gets lost in the Delta Quadrant. And there's really not a lot of like room to get promoted. And so he's been in Starfleet for seven years and he stays an ensign. He never gets promoted. He never gets promoted. <laughs> he doesn't get like a supervisor like or a night shift like Nothing. team lead or anything like that. Well, you he's know, maybe just... you start going a little above and beyond with these dolls that you're making. <laughs> and maybe people will notice that you're like, you know what? Maybe he's spending too much time in this. <laughs> the, <laughs> the performance review, like there's not, not a lot here. Um, a lot of complaints about the dolls. The yeah. flatter dolls. Uh, the flatter dolls. <laughs> when this scene first started, I thought that Neelix was trying to get uh, Harry Kim to... Uh, sorry, Neville to... Uh, <laughs> oh, to to, to uh, fuck with the program yeah. so that Flotter would come back yeah. and would be fine. Yeah. And I, initially I was like, that's really fucking evil, Neville. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's clearly so so ill-equipped to be the godfather of this girl. So because yeah, he's not like he himself needs to, to be mothered, and that literally happens in this episode when yeah. Janeway's like, "I need you to handle this kid's situation. Just tell the kid the truth. I think you'll be fine. You're yeah. you're grown up." And he's like, "I I'm not am a not. grown up." <laughs> I <am> not. <laughs> And she is surprisingly chill with it. She's like, oh, okay, I have to be mom now. And she yeah. brings him into the room. And yeah. uh, uh, every every Star Trek captain is mom, dad, or like uncle. Yeah. Yes. I think there's like, there's like that type of vibe. Uh, and she definitely is badass mom a lot of times. Uh, but it was really cool to see her just be like, I get it. Yeah. I also Your just love, family has genocided. I love everyone on, on the bridge when they're talking and Neville's finally just like, no, we can't do it. And he, he like freaks out. Yeah. And I feel like everyone on the bridge is like, God, he's, he lost it again. <laughs> there, goes there goes Neville. There goes Neville again. Neville. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, also, let's just briefly, we have to, we should mention the fact that Samantha somehow has bridge access. Yeah. Uh, she How does she get onto the bridge? Yeah. It's it's this training program. Yeah. She's advanced. They started yeah. her early. Right. Right. Yeah. She was two three days ago, and now she's a nine year old. Yeah. Uh, we have this a, is so heartbreaking, though. We have a like, running joke that in um, in Next Generation, uh, Will Wheaton's character uh, uh-huh. it, like just takes over like trained officers' positions on the on on the bridge because mm-hmm. like he drives the ship. 
most of the time. He drives like yeah. the best ship. He's and he's not even he hasn't even gone through Starfleet Academy. So he's not even like Or puberty. Or puberty. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like some guy who like spent four years in Starfleet Academy learning how to drive starships who's down in like ten forward drinking a beer, being like, Hey, I thought you had a shift today. No, the fourteen year old kid's doing it instead of me. Yeah. Like <laughs> That would be That's- hard because there's not just the from what I understand, the ships aren't just like ships, right? Like I mean, I guess there are the ships, but then there are like, you know, where they go and live. They don't live on the ships. They can though, right? Uh, oh, they like, live on the ships. They live on the ships. Because yeah. I'm not thinking it's like a Millennium Falcon necessarily. These things are fuck. These, These are, are like massive space things. cruisers. Yeah, yeah. like cr- like yeah. a cruise ship, and you got that would seem hard to me to to do. Right. <laughs> it, it, and it, it would is. seem hard to drive that fake thing. <laughs> you should <laughs> see the trackpad that they use too. It's this yeah. little t- trackpad that you put your finger on and move around. That's, That's how crazy. you control the ship. <laughs> yeah, a three dimensional space <laughs> as well. Because it looks like. The Millennium Falcon, you can sort of be like, that's what it looks like to drive that thing, right? right? It's sort yeah. of like a you know, hunk of shit. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. 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 A couple, couple switches here and there. <laughs> and like basically a steering wheel. A joystick. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 thing. <laughs> yeah, no, whereas the Enterprise trackpad. Yeah. yeah. Which, in, in my head now, like in this episode, I had this thought when the ion storm is like coming towards that shuttle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, why don't you guys just like Move. pull up? Yeah, just like pull just up. go higher, yeah. just go yeah. higher. And they like, can't. how would you even do it? <laughs> they, they can't because they it's all on the track. Yeah, they gotta be it's like, all 2D. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, God, go these faster. fucking track pads <laughs> yeah. go higher, or lower. No, I had to turn on find control. I can't find <laughs> it either. It's awful. Yeah, no, it's terrible. Oh my god. Uh, Incredible. Well, do you guys want to maybe take a look into the archives real quick? Yeah, yeah. and then we'll come back and you know wrap Rank this up, talk thing. more about the whole. Cool. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. our uh, that's our name for the segment where we improvise. Is the archive? Oh, great! Uh, cool. Accessing Starfleet Archives, USS Voyager. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Hurt. Hey, Tom. Hey, thank you for joining me in this episode of Flutter and Trevis. Uh, I do require assistance to get through it. Uh, I you haven't can, beat this one yet? Uh, no, the uh, Ogre of Fire is very scary. I mean, it is it is difficult to overcome the, the battle with the Ogre of Fire. Hold on. You know that this is like a... Who's that behind that tree over there? That's definitely not Flatter. That is definitely not Trevis. Oh, excuse yeah. uh, Sir? Hello? Oh, you saw me. Uh, we, yeah, we, you get, what, we definitely saw you. You were. We have the holodeck reserved was, for for at least two hours. I know, but I like to I like to get in here from time to time and see how how the users are are enjoying the storylines that I crafted. And uh, it seems like you're having a little bit of trouble. Oh, uh, oh, oh! Are you oh. are you Ezra? What was it? Ezra? Ezra Gammon, yeah. That's, Ezra it's me. Gammon? It's me, Ezra. yeah. Wow. Uh, you might know me as uh, the the sort of creator of some of these holodeck experiences. I worked extensively on this one. I worked on the one. Uh, the, the, <laughs> I worked on a lot of them. Yeah. I, I, I worked on one where they go 
uh, and it's uh, Halloween all the time. Uh, you worked on I a worked lot on of kids' holodeck uh, uh, things. Yeah, yeah. Chil- yeah. But for children, a lot of for, things for that children. I did as children. Yeah, they're very like. Yeah, I worked I on the one them. with the with the dragon. I worked on the one oh, where they go and it's Shakespeare times. Yeah. I, I did a lot of them. Yeah. yeah, Shakespeare time was not my favorite. Yeah. Personally. Okay. Well, thank you Sorry. for your live review. <laughs> yeah, I just. This is so crazy. Why? How did you get it? This is kind of a you're breaking our uh, privacy, but I, we're such huge fans. I don't know about you know uh, when I had heard Lopec, that Ezra but- Gammon was on board the Voyager when we mm-hmm. got lost in the Delta Quadrant. I was really excited to talk to you, but I've I in the five years that we've been in the Delta Quadrant, I haven't been able to find you aboard Voyager. Well, you know, I'm on the Voyager, but I'm not on the Voyager. You know what I mean? I sort of have my own, I guess, uh, you know, they used to call them like ROMs or hacks. I used to add it for, for the holodeck. So I sort of, I, I, my physical being is locked away in my room in the Voyager, but my consciousness and my, my is, is, is with, is locked in within the, uh, within the holodeck in, in worlds of my own Whoa. making. So you're wow. telling yeah. me you are monitoring everyone's holodeck time of things that you create? I, I, you know, I, I can do that. I, 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 I can get in there and see what everybody's doing, uh, what they're, what they're doing to, you know, Flotter or, or Trevis or, or whoever. Uh, I can see if they're going off script, uh, or, you know, not necessarily following orders. Cause you know, that's stuff that I have to report back in like, and, you know, come up with an in-world justification of why you can't do something like that. Uh, right. You know, yeah. it, these things, they're they're available, they're commercially available, but I consider them always, like, in beta still. Right. They're always in beta test, and they can always be improved. That's, why, I've been, that's why I'm here well, working that, on this one. That does bring something up, uh, Mr. Gammon, uh, that I had some questions about. Because why does Shoot. Trevis like to be on fire? Uh, that just it never really made logical oh, sense to me. Hang on a second. He did, what did he do? Well, he, he he caught fire, and he just was kind of laughing about it. Smiled, like, I've caught Trevis. I've caught him lighting himself on fire before. Yeah, it's, oh, it's kind of, uh, I think it's kind of like a perversion. I think. Oh, at this point. oh no! He, is that bad? Is, should he not be doing? No, that? he I was, that. I thought I programmed that out of him. That's yeah. He honestly, this he is found not. It this again. is this was a systemic issue. Uh, like. Throughout, you know, in the early days of the holodeck, yeah. you know, it's it's not unlike this other uh, holodeck program that I have, where mm-hmm. um, it's like a theme park for the wild for the Wild West. Yeah, um, yeah. No, that- so if Trevis starts lighting himself on fire, that's the first step for him realizing that oh. he has his own thoughts and oh, wishes no. to oh, leave Jesus. the holodeck. Oh, that's really oh, bad. That's, yeah. I mean, it's a common thing that does occur in the holodeck, but I don't know if we can handle yeah. Trevis having that sort I don't of know. Event. I don't know if you realize this, but that actually happens way too much. It happens like a if lot. you guys could really nip that in the bud quicker when yeah. you design these hey, things, this is happening. <laughs> this is happening to a lot of times. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Time. Every time you come in here, his finger is just a blaze. Well, and that's be- you know why that's probably happening. I am a little too lax because you know I'm just one man, but yeah. I have a staff yeah. of other programmers <laughs> and, and developers and things like that. Sure. And I guess I'm just gonna have to make them crunch. 
that's not really ethically i think yeah. appropriate you know, no a, you guys said it yeah it's crunch time oh, well geez. there's no deadline the thing is yeah, there's no yeah. deadline you there's could a, just work yeah. on like this you said for it's, the next it's forever beta years. it's forever yeah. beta like yeah. that's yeah. true that's sort of why you're right that's what yeah. that's why i st- instituted this work policy of we'll only work on this for 30 minutes a week <laughs> 30 minutes well we all know a little bit more what do 30 minute work programmers do on the ship there's a group of programmers on the ship what do they we're do with all the rest sort of their time? locked in we're all within the computer basically you know like yeah we're stacked up our bodies are stacked up in one room <laughs> so there's like a computer room of bodies stacked up but your brains are just in the holodeck yeah the we've time. uploaded our conscious you know for now for our have uploaded our consciousness within the holodeck and yeah. you know did you guys not we're, we're just working on it. we're always we're hanging trevis Trevis is a friend, and the fact that I, I I didn't know that he's even doing anything like this is you know that's concerning to me as a friend of his. Um, but I you know that's something I can program out of him because while we are friends, I'm not clo- we're not close enough where I would ethically have an issue with. I well, can I just his say brain it, out it, and what, what you it. were saying though it sounded like he's already kind of conscious of being alive. I just I don't know if at this point that's even under your purview. Like if he's he's a, he's learning. That's the thing. It, yeah. If he douses himself in flame, yeah, that's different than lighting his finger yeah. on fire. You know yeah. what I mean? That's like the next level. So if he tries right. to like sort a Tibetan of monk situation, yeah, yeah. go he, yeah. He tries to you know get get nice and crispy mm-hmm. then we'll have a real problem mr gammon I, I i can want to give you a heads up you should probably not let the doctor find out about this if the doctor finds yeah. out about this you're going to have like a liberation situation on your hand the doctor will be in here uh, with his signs because he's uh, a hologram yeah the doctor's a hologram the yeah. doctor's a, yeah. a yeah. sentient you probably hologram. don't know because you're in that box of the stack of box. boxes um yeah. but, you know and it's tough it's tough being Spending so much time in the holodeck sort of makes you forget what who is real and who is not. Right. So for all I know, you guys could be holodeck programs talking to me and wait a second, now that I'm working this out, how do I know you're not conspiring with one Trevis? Oh, okay. Whoa, okay. That, well uh, this is guys, I'm gonna program you before. I wanna be honest, guys. How do we know that we are not a holodeck characters? Oh, wait, hold on. Are we holiday characters? Has programmed. How do we not know? How do we know that we're not? Like, how do I know that well, I am not a holodeck character programmed by Gammon and his, you his just, minions? But you can right. walk off the holodeck. That's why. Yeah, but what if what if I think I'm walking off the holodeck, but it is all just a hollow simulation? Yeah, how does that work, Ezra? How, That's how, the thing. It doesn't work. It's all oh fuck. It's all a mess. Once you start dealing with, uh, you know, the holodeck, the singularity, all uploading uh, consciousness, learning yeah. that you are uh, a sentient being, it, the whole thing is a real mess, and no one knows what's left or right, up or down. What's code? What's wow. what's uh, what's programmed? What's actual DNA? What's fascia? Sounds what's, like you've really uh, got yourself bone. in a bind here. That's why I stay in here because at least I know what this is. Honestly, true. that sounds like a, a version of hell. Like they, I think you may have <laughs> trapped yourself in a type of hell, Mr. Gaming. I have I you know, there is there is a hell aspect to it. There's a hell ROM that I've added to it where when I'm feeling a little too big for my britches, uh right. you know, I'll send myself to hell. Uh <laughs> 
and like real hell, not like not like, <laughs> not like you a, know. A it's gonna sound stupid when I say this. Not like space version of hell. Right. I'm talking like actual like Earth Catholic hell. Yeah, oh, like okay. the burning okay. flames with the with the burning devil. flames. Yeah. There's a lot of imagery of uh, you know a lot of violent imagery. Right. That okay. absolutely isn't uh, you know scary to children when they go to church. Kind of like the uh, ogre burning down the forest situation. Exactly, yeah. Jesus. Exactly like that. That thing that I, yeah, exactly that. Well, this is, it's been really wild to meet you. It's been great, uh, Mr. Gammon. I have to go, I've got about a thousand flotter dolls that I gotta sell. Uh, so I gotta get out of here, but... You're selling my IP out there? Yeah, don't well, you have I to mean, give a bit of... It's a post-scarcity economy, Mr. Gammon. Well, it's like when you go to a concert, you know, and there's the bootleg t-shirts outside. <laughs> they don't have to give you any money. That's fine. That's legal. hey. You know what? I, that's something that I, yeah, I can res- I can respect that. I you know I'll never I'll never knock the hustle. I can and I can't. Plus, you're just a body in a box. There's nothing you can really do about yeah, it. What are you so. going to do about it, Mister Gammon? Oh, you want to see what I'll do about it? I don't you know? I'm like ah. this is like I'm like ah. Freddy Krueger in here. Ah, your hand. Oh my, my god, hand on, hand on fire? fire. This is like well, a dream I don't because I, I kind of like it though. My I brain enjoy is enjoy it. Oh my god. Okay, I gotta get the fuck out of here. Bye 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 bye. bye. I gotta go too. <laughs> bye. Hey Ezra. Yeah. What's up? Am I a holodeck character? Let me tell you. Let me ask you something. Oh, let me tell. Let me put it this way. If you think you could be, you aren't. Oh, thank God. Okay. Woo. Woo. All right. I'll see you later. I got to get going. Bye. Hey, yeah, no problem. Ezra Gammon. Ezra Gammon. <laughs> uh, nightmare character. Nightmare. <laughs> I'd really like to. The only kind I know how to do. <laughs> yes, perfect. I really like to imagine that like Voyager on their like maiden voyage rented out a room to like these game developers and they're like yeah, yeah. i mean you you can have this room whatever and then they we get have lost. the extra computer power yeah and they're like this is good we like this this is good and there's like people who pre-ordered this game in the alpha quadrant who are like yeah. where the where the fuck is this game like we've been waiting for we're seven delayed years. 75 years yeah <laughs> That's what people are psyched about when Voyager gets back. They're like, aren't you happy the whole crew's back? It's like, no, we've been waiting for, for Trevis and Flotter 7 for 75 years. Yeah. <laughs> I have all this expired monster energy drink that has the <laughs> characters from it on it. Just cases of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, that was a blast. Thank you very much, Matt. Thank you. Yeah, yeah that was Matt. fun. Yeah. Um, so this is the part where we talk more explicitly about the holodeck content that we've been doing it a lot. Uh, and then we'll rate the episode with our extremely strict and objective uh, rating system, system called Drasks. I uh, think which is, what yeah, we've done in ahead. the past, and I think it's probably the best way to, to move forward, is we talk about what happens in the holodeck, but we also do it while we're rating it. So like we yeah, have these five good. like categories, and uh, if you think of something while we're rating it, then let's just talk about it then. Because I think that'll be okay, great. great. Let's get into it. Cool. So yeah, that first category is dialogue. So we rate these on one to five. Five being the best, zero mm-hmm. being the worst. Uh, I love I love the kitschy kids novel, kids book stuff. Um, mm-hmm. What really stood out to me was um, 
you're not earth or water or plasma. That was just uh, that really uh, threw me for a loop. <laughs> yeah, I mean the rule of three is brilliant, but <laughs> absolutely not the third thing that you thought what you were going to hear. You expect air or something, yeah. air or air, yeah. Like, no, yeah, plasma. So the rest is plasma. Yeah. You know, it's this not is earth or water. <laughs> you know, this was Michael Taylor being like, "Hey, you know what another uh, element is? Plasma. No one ever talks about plasma. Yeah. No one ever talks about yeah, plasma as an element." <laughs> There's fire. Uh, there's air. We never plasma. get to see plasma. Why don't we get to see plasma? I feel like is the ogre plasma? Is that the idea? Isn't I don't know. the ogre just the sun? I not thought, clear. No, not very clear. <laughs> do, 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 you, do you remember the ogre face? Yeah, yeah. that horrifying. How could I forget? Yeah, How could I forget. <laughs> The stuff of nightmares. <laughs> stuff of nightmares. The 1998 uh, CG that we had. It's beautiful. It warms uh, my heart. And, and uncredited, by the way. It's it's listed as an unknown performer. Wow. So, yeah. <gasps> Who do we think I it is? I hope that person comes out of the woodwork someday. Yeah. Like, na- show yourselves. That was yeah. me. Well, we'll have him on the pod. Uh, now introducing <laughs> the ogre on the Trevis and Flotter episode. <laughs> I mean, wonder the fighting, the quarreling be- between um, uh, Trevis and Flutter. I thought was really yeah. well, fun to like. I oughta, I oughta dry you out. I oughta chop them down, and it's kind of fucked up at the same time. This is it this has definitely got up. that like um, that like creepy kids uh, uh, fairy tale vibe to it, especially with the like. I wonder if this liar can swim. We can hang him from the branches, and in yeah, they really in get, my head in, yeah. in my head I was like. They're gonna lynch this guy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna fucking kill this dude. Uh, yeah. Talk also, about a crossover to yo is this racist? Speaking yeah. of <laughs> speaking of like how kind of terrifying the dialogue is. Minor part outside of the holodeck is when uh, Harry Kim is like, kids love to be scared. They love getting scared in 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 shit like that. And I, I think he's right because for me, like the best movies that I watched as a kid scared the shit out of me and they like sure yeah that's the best part about a a good kids movie has kind of got to be terrifying not like all all the way but it's got to have its moments where it scares the shit out of you because it just sticks in your brain i mean kids 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 stories were originally there to like teach kids lessons right to be like don't put your hand in the fire like don't touch a stove like don't burn your finger and laugh at it don't (laughs) do that yes stranger danger these are the things that like are imparted on kids right it's like being a kid uh is scary be like yeah you have to be careful because being a kid is is a scary thing to be right for Mm -hmm. a time yeah I'm going to give this one a three because I think it's pretty good. Um, nothing really jumped out at me as like super incredible inside the holodeck personally. Cool. I was going to go with a, uh, uh, a four just because I think that they captured like the children's book very well, like nature of things. Yeah, I was going to go with a four myself. Yeah, I, I don't. It's tough because I'm like I I'm comparing it right now to like the show that I'm watching a lot of right now, which is The Sopranos, and The Sopranos <laughs> has totally 
like okay dialogue yeah not bad <laughs> yeah like Sorry. yeah like has like some of the best written stuff <laughs> ever <laughs> like ever in tv it has some of like the best realized characters like yeah. in like anything sure um so you're like i'd five say this right definitely now. better definitely better than the sopranos <laughs> yeah so i guess I'll, i'd say five uh no but um <laughs> yeah I, I, but as far as like for something like this i you know it does I think the episode's fun, and I think the epi- like it, it clips along. Like I wasn't bored watching it; I was at least always like very interested in what was going on. Um, I'll give it like uh, I'll, I'll give it honestly like a, a like a strong three and a half. Like cool. it's pretty yeah. like pretty good. Don't yeah, don't and, feel and, pressured to give any score. Yeah. If you want to give this a zero because you're watching The Sopranos and this obviously doesn't have <laughs> and this is the like unfair. That I, I recognize that it's unfair to compare I, those I two that. things because it's not it's not <laughs> That's like fine. yeah it's like compa- you wouldn't say oh this like shit tastes good <laughs> like if you've had like any other food before like you just you, you can't compare it because obviously like well yeah this is bad like of course this is bad but like. <laughs> I I like I, I I enjoyed watching it. It it didn't make me want to go like oh I better watch uh, the four seasons and four episodes before this. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I I like the idea of doing the Soprano scale just yeah. as a bit. Um, very yeah. funny to me. But I do try to the Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, I do. I, I try to think of it as like, well, what are they trying to achieve? And it's like, yeah. if they're yeah. trying to achieve like children's book, then I think it's doing actually a pretty good job. But uh, I think so too. Yeah, and yeah. just like the lesson of, uh, or you know, like what it what like the potential loss of a parent could do to a child also like because all that right. stuff about uh like protecting the little girl from this information and then the stuff even the stuff with like the mom trying to get back was all like handled really um like gracefully also so i think uh yeah i'd say yeah 3.5 and, and, cool. I, cool. and i stand by it so yeah you should stand by absolutely um, and just to be clear even yeah the the stuff off of the holodeck uh, yeah. is often really great we're not yeah. That's not under the purview of what we're rating. Yeah. Uh, so uh, just don't, Trevis don't and feel Flutter. just oh, so only and only them. Okay. Only, only the stuff that happens on in there. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am going to amend my score. Yeah. Please do uh, <laughs> to uh, two point five. Okay. Do it. Now yeah. Two point five. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, I love it. Uh, romance for me is a, a zero banger unless there's something going on between Trevis and <laughs> Flutter. Like, there you, might like, be a thing. It's like yes. a fight or fuck situation, you know. And they're like, <laughs> yes. we cannot do that ethically. So we are fighting a lot because they do have a lot of that angry chemistry going on. Yeah. They do. Uh, Mark, just 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 to throw it out there, Mark said gay couple. Dot dot. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty classic. Uh, uh, that being said, I'm going to go 0.5 with romance because there's a they might have a thing. I'm just speculating a lot here. It's a zero yes. for me. It's a zero. There's no romance going on. I, it's kind of yeah, like Bert I'm, and Ernie. I, I think it's yeah, like Bert and they're Ernie. They're definitely Bert and Ernie uh, like uh, analogs. Um, I, yeah, I'm of two minds on this. I, I agree. It's a zero if it's no. If there <laughs> is a romance between them, I'm giving this a five. Like, <laughs> So you, I want to know how it works. I want to know what they do, how they do it. Now, yeah, compared to say James Gandolfini and Edie Falco, uh, yeah. over the arc of seven seasons, this I would say better. that's like a two because uh, you know they don't really spend a lot of time in the bedroom unless you know you know Tony's like laid up 
being like depressed, of course. I will uh, say, that's obviously, he spends a lot of time with his gumar. Uh, but I will say, uh, uh, <laughs> in the chat, Mark did say he was joking. There, no romance. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I still say five if they want to fuck. <laughs> well, you got to decide. All right, Matt, Matt, you have to decide. Yeah. Do they yeah, want to fuck decide. or do they not want to fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I got to see more. I don't know if they recur, if, you see, if we ever see them again. Um, so I guess, I guess as it stands from the episode, they didn't really showcase. Uh, I didn't see any, um, like lingering looks of any kind or you know anything mm-hmm. like that so i'm gonna give yeah. it i'm gonna give it a zero for now okay right. zero for now darius yeah. what was your score oh it was a zero okay well, if I'm they're putting if one. they're putting these people on uh, <laughs> lunch boxes for children it's a zero yeah. probably <laughs> yeah it's the future, um, now unless trevis wants to you know grow a peach and give it to um <laughs> give it to flotter to you know have his way with then you know call me by your name <laughs> yeah Call me by your no, I can't think of Trevis. Yeah, Trevis. Call me, me Trevis. Yeah. Uh, action. It's actually a, a, a pretty decent. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, the ogre Holocaust. That was right. that was pretty the intense. implied action. He, yeah. Slaughter got fucked up. He did straight yeah. up. Yes. just like incinerated, evaporated. Inci- yeah, evaporated. Yeah. Thank you. For me, um, I always have to take a point off from what my original score is, is if I don't get any like actual fighting going on. No punches. No punches. Yeah. And then there's a minus 0.5 that I've always in my mind given something. Uh, and I, I, I say this now, and I know that there are times that I didn't do this, so I'm, I, I'm being a hypocrite, but where I don't get a, a Kirk punch. If I don't get a Kirk punch in something, like the action suffers a little bit. It's Star Trek. <laughs> a Kirk punch, Matt, is uh, basically only in Star Trek for yeah. whatever reason. Yeah. But yeah. it's when you put your fist together and you hit something on the back with two, and it's hits. like you can, it's you like can do an uppercut the with limit it. break. It's right. like the most powerful move one can do <laughs> in Star that- Trek. Super what punch. a weird man. Like, that's <laughs> <Yeah>. so strange. <laughs> Just from what I know about him, like, yeah. like, anecdotally, like, the whole sabotage thing. <laughs> and, like, just what a strange, what a strange character. Um, but I love, uh, I love the album Has Been. It's very good. Uh, can mm. I? That is, anybody, I love that album. It's really yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Did anybody see Shatner when he went to space this past like week or whatever? Yeah, he was did like nutting s- the whole time. Yeah, like, it anybody, was crazy. <laughs> did anybody see the video of him though, like trying to wax poetic about space next to Jeff Bezos, and Jeff Bezos <laughs> just straight ignores him and goes for a <laughs> bottle of champagne and is like, "You want some of the champagne?" And you can see Shatner be like, "No, no, you just ignored." My space poem. <laughs> at ninety, yeah. I had a moment, like a real moment. One of those things, like it's very rare now. At ninety, that, that I, I still moment. have new th- new experiences. Yeah, a new experience talking. at ninety. Right, <laughs> right. I thought I was done telling every story I had. I'm now okay. I have something to tell for the rest of, like, truly the rest of my life. Yeah, right. And, and, and unfortunately, this rich asshole to is just gonna give me a bottle of champagne and cut no me empathy. off. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, no, I don't like your fucking champagne. Let me tell you this life changing experience. My life changed at ninety years old. <laughs> That'd be like, be like if I turned ninety years old and then walked into the ocean for the first time in my life. The first time, ever. Uh, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I'm 90 years old and I've never had ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I didn't know what it was until I turned 90. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were talking about something else. No, I've never had that before. <laughs> what? Here, have this. Oh my God, my life is better. Has this been everywhere? Yeah. I could have had this every day of my life <laughs> leading up to I'm this. 90 years old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh I've never God. even seen the color blue before. What? <laughs> I'm going to rock your world. Check this out. Here's some champagne. No, I don't want Here's the champagne. champagne. I've oh, had no. champagne. I've had champagne. Plenty. Yeah. I've been to France, bitch. I know what yeah. you're talking about. I've been to champagne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, fuck Jeff Action. Bezos. Fuck I'm Jeff give it a Bezos. Three. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a three, too. I good call. Okay. Two. Good call, Jan. Two yeah. from Darius. I think I think three is good because yeah, there's like the implied action, right? Because like you could you could conflate action with the 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 ion field crash, you know, that's not um nothing, you know, like that's 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 an inciting incident, certainly. Um but I guess that's also not what we're rating. We are only yeah. talking about the holodeck, so it yeah. does not count, unfortunately. <laughs> I will give this a two. <laughs> two. Great. Uh, is there ever a shootout in The Sopranos? I, I don't, I've never watched I just watched a very exciting episode yeah. uh, like this morning uh-huh. um, where like a central like character is like truly like shot out of nowhere. Um, and I think survives it, but... Um, uh, I, I'll have to keep watching to find out, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. I do think he he lives to see another day, and then is eventually killed, from what I understand. Okay. Um, but he, I was like, like that, like oh. I, was, I couldn't believe he got shot because it was truly like a big shock, a surprise. Yeah. It's rare uh, when that happens in television. Yeah, like uh, like in if, Breaking Bad yeah. when the twins come after Hank in that parking lot, like that's such an exciting, yeah. Uh, shootout scene because you're just like wait what like what why um very very would you say it's very suspenseful (laughs) i would say it was suspenseful for sure because our next category is suspense suspense. uh uh, which uh, i didn't find terribly suspenseful at all uh at all really no Uh, it's a kid's story and you kind of know that things are going to get resolved I was wearing pearls the whole time. <laughs> I was watching this. Didn't even touch them. No, no, no. Yeah. no forgot that you were that. Do you put pearls, pearls on whenever you watch TV? Just well, case I gotta, you gotta clutch, clutch something. <laughs> yeah. What am I gonna do? You walk into Matt's house and like right next to his couch uh, uh, on the side table is just yeah. a pearl necklace. <laughs> yeah, I saw, and it's, I was doing it before Jack Peterson started doing it. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. So that's, that's how you know. Wow. And yeah. whenever you live, whenever you live watch things, there's just a camera on the pearls, not you, just yeah, the pearls. No. Just I, to yeah, see I call it the clutch the hand the clutch ever hand. clutches the pearls. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gone. Nope, nope, nope. Hand, uh, hands nope. not there. He's anymore. going for the soda. Oh, yeah. He's going for the soda. Uh, the soda is over neck. on the other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a zero there's for no me. Suspense. suspense. Yeah. Zero for zero. me. Yeah, z- zero because you know. I All guess the- I was shocked to see any of it at the start, but I wasn't like, I was, you know. For you, it was the meta uh, experience of suspense. Yeah, like, I wouldn't call it Star suspense. Trek? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, zero for sure. Uh, and then uh, the next category is our favorite camp. Uh, for Jeez. me, that's 
pretty easily a five oh for me. God. All these characters. Oh, yeah. This is 100%. Like, this is like the campiest. And I will throw in there that this is one of the campiest episodes I've ever seen that doesn't have the doctor in it for Voyager. Yeah. And he's usually Barely, yeah. the camp guy. Yeah. Like yeah. he's the guy who throws all the camp in there. <clears throat> Trevis does sound like Batman, and that was my first thought. I thought, I thought, I looked it up because I was like, if this is David Hayter, I'm gonna lose my mind because right. I thought it sounded like Solid Snake sure. yeah. at the beginning, and then he sounded stupid, and I was like, there's no way to him. I, I will no throw out there that uh, uh, Trevis was played by uh, Justin Lewis, also known as Louis Ferreira. Um, his current stage name, yeah. yeah. And Flotter was played by Wallace Flagham. If you know that, if you know Flagham, I I had to look this up because I was Flag like him. Flagham. I I, I had to look this up because I was like, this guy sounds so fucking familiar. He he's in CSI Las Vegas. He's like one he's of just the like really? one of the main guys. He's like one of the main guys in CSI Las Vegas, and he also has like a hundred other credits that you would probably sure. know him from. Yeah, like. There he was something about Trevis's cadence where he the first couple lines he says, I wish I could remember him like verbatim, but I was like, if you put Raiden in front of anything he, he just said, I would be like, <laughs> I thought it was him. Yeah. Hundred percent big gear. Yeah. I do like that his like seeing his IMDB too, how his credits shift, and you see this the moment in Hollywood where it's like, uh, he decided at one point, like, I'm Justin Lewis so that I can get cast. And then he was like, Nope, I'm Louis Ferreira. <laughs> yes. Right. Uh, yeah. And it's like, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that we're trending in a better direction there. Get your bag, King. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh so yeah, are, is this is this a five banger across the board oh, here? It's a five. Oh, big five. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Even, yeah, I couldn't live with myself if yeah. I didn't give it a five. Uh, we call that a Quinteros after an obscure character from Star Trek. Uh, oh, I don't even remember yeah. who that guy is, to be honest. <laughs> he doesn't even remember. I don't even remember the He was a bad admiral. 100% bad admiral. He's a bad admiral. And our final category is stakes. So what are the stakes uh, in a holodeck? Is somebody going to die? Uh, is or the emotional, emotional stakes, stakes, stakes are pretty high here. Because the emotional stakes for her, like this is her trying to deal with her mom dying. Like she's gonna be yeah. traumatized she's trying to for play the rest of her crash life. team racing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 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 two sides of this coin are everything's okay or I'm traumatized for the rest of my life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I would say I would say the stakes are high in that way. Um, overall, are they like the highest stakes you could have? Not you know. Right. Obviously, like shit happens and like ob- tragedies occur. Uh, I would say losing your parents is up there. It's pretty high. They might hang uh, Neville. Neville might get hung yeah, on my- the holiday. <laughs> I gotta That's say, true. that moment when Flutter <laughs> and Trevis are like her bros, yeah, yeah. rules because they're like, yeah. you back the fuck off, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the little girl said, "Fuck off." You heard me, <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah, you know what? I'm sick of your shit. I'm gonna hang you. Like, yeah, like it's yeah, wild. Like, whoa, the, he's the, the last of his species. <laughs> yeah, it's a such yeah. a it's such a quick. It's zero to like a thousand. They're like, oh, oh, you guys are serious. <laughs> what are you guys doing here when there's not kids in here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you fight and fuck. We do all this crazy stuff. It teaches yeah. her the val it teaches children the value of ride or die. Right. Uh it's right. very yes. important. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. You Dying need that die. in uh, you know, when you're um 
the captain of a of Starfleet <laughs> later on when you, after you've learned from this this uh, <laughs> child military training uh, <laughs> video. Yeah. Uh, well, I will uh, say that the the emotional stakes for uh, Naomi are very very high. Um, if that was to happen, Naomi's not not the most important character on Voyager. So like the emotional stakes are there, but if we were to lose Naomi to like her going off and smoking a whole pack of cigarettes, like, eh, okay. You're an evil person. What are you talking about? <laughs> Damn you, this Darius. is a child. You were just like, eh, if we lose Naomi, no big deal. We, we still got the bridge. Crew. She's kind of like, good. here's the thing. She's kind of uh, racist. Her, she's the only character. Well, but she learns. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not in your bones. It's in your muscles. That could have been lip uh, service though. We haven't seen her act. <laughs> We heard her take it in. We haven't seen her behave with That's true. Uh, In later episodes, because of that one scene, they actually math pair her with Seven of Nine a lot to show her. Oh, wow. That's Uh, true. So, yeah. um, What was I going to say? Oh, but she's the only kid born on Voyager. And so she's kind of like a representative of, you know, she's like the child of the ship. You know, she's her family is the ship. Voyager will um, become a generational ship because. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Then it doesn't. But, you know, that's that's the idea. (laughs) Right. Uh, Right. Yeah. I I will say like. (laughs) Best laid plan. (laughs) This the stakes, I think emotional stakes purely. And for me, it's a three. I'm really bummed out. This show chickened out in, in another way. And I think I think her mother probably should have died. Yeah. And I thought they killed her at one point. Learning through that, like going through that process and that trauma, but also ending that episode where everybody joins her on the holodeck. It's like, hey, you've lost your mom, but we're still here and we're going to, you know, I thought that would have been what I would have preferred to see instead of a happily ever after, but I might be in the minority. I could be wrong. I agree. Because I've never seen the original script, but I have a feeling that if the original script took place in the middle of a giant war, her mom probably died. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. 100%. That's what it feels like to me, too. No, it's a, it's uh, a, it's a 3.5 for stakes for me. It's, it's there. The stakes are okay. definitely there. Four. For Four for me. Four for, for Dylan and Matt. Also, Flotter <sighs> gets fucked, man. The, the stakes yeah. for Flotter are pretty high because they got to <laughs> find him and her, her mom might be dead. So there's a lot of stakes going on there for me. I, yeah, I guess I would say, I would say four just because like this could, lead to um you know a very like yeah traumatic thing it obviously works out but that's you know how stakes go yeah <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. yeah. It could either be good or that, bad she could live in that holodeck for the rest of her life because her mom died she could be friends <laughs> yeah. with trevis and flotter till she's 30 years old you know <laughs> yeah and become a absolute freak like the two of them yeah <laughs> Who knows what she'll... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because God knows Neelix won't be a good... Uh, Do they run out of story? Could she, in theory, live in there for 30 years? Like, she I guess could. she well, could, You're right? Ezra Gammon. You have a oh, better yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah you're possible. right. I, yeah, everything is procedurally generated, so... Uh, yeah. The quests do start auto-generating, yeah, and they yeah. do become repetitive, point. but... yeah. yeah. That's you end could game. Do it. You get loot though. <laughs> there, you get more loot. There is yeah. an episode in Deep Space Nine where one of the characters mm-hmm. literally goes and moves into like a holodeck and like lives with a holodeck character. Yeah, because it's of, one of the best. Yeah, series of episodes in my opinion for the holodeck ever because he's dealing with the he basically was in war and he's having PTSD and he chooses to live on the holodeck to deal with it for like five or six episodes. It's really good. 
Wow. Again, crash team racing. Uh, <laughs> crash, crash, team racing. crash team racing yep. theory of yeah. trauma. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put it in like a medical journal. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Good for you. This Matt's going to win, win an award. Just <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to play a video game <laughs> and not think about 9-11. Whoa. <laughs> Have you read Nana Apodaca's Medium post about 9-11? That's incredible. A lot more Bandicoot than I expected. But yeah, yeah. Know. He was he was heavy on uh on, on, on Bandicoot. It was almost just a review of the game with like a little bit of 9-11 stuff at the end. Yeah, it was basically Three. just like, I like this part and I think Crash is funny. And I like Oh yeah, and I played it a lot during 9-11. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, computer, how about you give us our final score? Calculating. 2.48. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, that puts let's... it, let's say it's about the middle of the pack episode. It puts it above Star Trek Generations and under <gasps> Booby Trap, which is uh, one where <laughs> Jordy, played by LeVar Burton, uh, mm-hmm. falls in love with the holodeck program. <laughs> Oh, I love that episode. Yeah, that that, that so sounds weird. great, and I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure that one was horny as hell. It was, it was yeah. super horny. It's like nerd horny. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Hor- actually, like very emblematic of how romantic comedies were written in like the late '80s oh, yeah. and early '90s, where the yeah. guy is a complete dick, and he's just Creep. always like telling this the female <laughs> character like, "Yeah, but you're stupid," and she's like, "You're right. I love you." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this yeah. was such a joy Great. to have you on, Matt. Thank you I so had the much. time of my life. Are you kidding me? This was so fun. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you course, for, for doing it. Do you have anything you want to shout out? Any any stuff? Yeah, uh, you could follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Matt Apodaca. Um, you could check out, uh, I have a, a podcast that's like on like a little bit of a, well, a, a hiatus until they start doing stuff. Um, but ha- it's called What's With These Homies Talking About Weezer, where I talk about uh, goings on with Weezer and their discography and things like that. Um, I'm not putting out episodes right now because they have not put out a new album in uh, the last <laughs> month. Um, not of late. two this year. Uh, so like that was like that was a lot of fun then. Uh, but check those out; they're really fun. Uh, and then, how did this get played? I'm uh, I'm on that show with uh, Nick Weiger and Heather Ann Campbell, and we talk about video games. That's super good. Um, and yeah, I guess then follow. I I have a Twitch channel too where I stream uh, video games. Uh, you can check out that out at twitch.tv slash Apadaka. Sweet, awesome. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Well, um, well, next week we're uh, we're going to do an episode from the Next Generation called hmm. Cost of Living. Uh, season five, episode twenty. If you want to watch ahead of time uh, before listening to the podcast episode, so yeah, that's what we're going to be doing. Can uh, I? That's where Alexander th- goes into a mud bath on a holodeck. So <laughs> can I just say that? I'm telling you, man, Matt, Matt Star Trek will surprise you. <laughs> I'm so shocked just to learn any of this. It would be a funny experiment to only watch these. And just that's be like, that's what the premise of our show. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's what we do. I love it. That's only so fun for you. And it sounds like there are a lot of them. There are so oh, many of them. We way more than we expected. Opened a big can of worms. Yeah. We didn't realize how we're many like, there let's were. Let's do a podcast over the pandemic. How we all love Star Trek. How about we do holodeck stuff? And then we're like, oh, we're gonna be doing this for the next like ten years. I don't the know yeah. what yeah. we decided. We thought it would be fifty-two episodes. Oh, People think of fifty-two, but it's used a lot more than that. There and there are more than eight hundred hours of Star Trek content right yeah and i'm sure they're used more 
rare episodes where they like it features, but it's not like oh, the totally. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it's still weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's um, turned me into a full blown Trekkie. I used to just like Trek. Now I know yeah. way too fucking much about this. That's show. I love it. That's such yeah. a that's so good. That's such a and, and you know, uh, I think it's such a good idea because there there are plenty of you know recap shows that just recap the show but right. a recap with like a specific hook you guys uh good job good oh, good idea well, thanks. thanks thank you matt i really yeah. appreciate that you can uh, you can you can find our podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify wherever you find your podcast i'm sure there's some out there that we're not on but if you find that then you're probably on a podcasting network or whatever that you probably shouldn't be on. Like, why are you yeah. Right there? Yeah, you're dark web. <laughs> right. Yeah, you torrented <laughs> this for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got it off of LimeWire. Like, don't do that. Congrats. How'd you That's even incredible. Do that? Yeah. Uh, we also have a Discord, Instagram, and all that. It's all under at Trek to the Holodeck, except for Twitter. Trek to the Deck there because of a character limit. Mm-hmm. That's that's why it is that? Yeah. Because the yep. they have a character yep. limit on, on Twitter. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, That's good to know. Our uh, our computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thank you so much. Uh, the the intro and outro music is provided by Bodyline. Use with permission from the Midwest Collective. And um, a reminder that this is a fan podcast, so we have nothing to do with CBS or Viacom or Paramount or whatever they're calling themselves this week. So, leave. yeah. <laughs> leave us alone. Leave us leave. alone. Oh, God. We, we had one thing pulled from Instagram one time because it wasn't quite transformative enough and uh we're very resentful of that yeah Uh, (laughs) wow and it's not even their fault it's just like the guidelines that they gave to instagram to like pull it sure but we still say they can go fuck themselves yeah they go fuck themselves (laughs) you guys back well uh, thank you very much uh everybody uh see you next week and program We spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. Yeah.